Hey, movie fans, and welcome back to another episode of the Uncharted Media Podcast. This is episode 65. It is our first episode in the year 2020. It sounds so futuristic and depressing that we're now in the year 2020. Uh, but it's our first episode of the year, and look who's back. It is Josh. Josh, how you doing tonight? Guess who's back? Shady's back. It's me. I'm all right. I'm really sore. I resumed some training tonight, and oh um, my goodness, my hips are like, hey, we hate you today. Um, but no, yeah, things are going well, man. Like I, it was a little rough, and you know, thankfully you you know, kept the, kept the, the, this train rolling down, whether it was with some other people or not. And I tried to, you know, make appearances as I could back to our regular scheduled programming and, uh, let's have some fun. Yeah. I'll be perfectly honest. This is the episode that I get the most excited for every single year, whether it's a podcast or just regular video. There are 2020 movie predictions, what we think will happen in the upcoming year that is. Uh, next week, we'll get back to our regular schedule of movie news as well as discussion. This week, we're just going to do movie predictions, what we think will happen throughout the calendar year. Some very bold predictions, some more hunches, everything in between. But before we get to that, I want to do the thing that Josh just loves when I do. and. I had something that I've I've thought about doing for a little bit to tie this all together that Josh is going to be not too happy with, but I don't care. <laughs> Before we get into our 2020 predictions, I thought it'd be good to look back at our 2019 predictions. Oh, no. I listened oh. back to our entire 2019 movie predictions episode and wrote down every last one of them. So, oh, my goodness. Because I'm a fair person, I thought, let's hold us accountable. More specifically, let's hold Josh and his big whiffs accountable. Um, yeah, well, hey, 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 hey. I don't need to be attacked like that. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to yours in a second. Um, but off the top, uh, we both thought that Endgame will have the biggest opening weekend of all time, which we were right about, but we thought it wouldn't be the highest grossing movie of the year. We thought that would be Lion King. Well, um... Yeah, we were so wrong on that. Yeah, well, Endgame was still better. Um, I mean, speaking yes. of Endgame, <laughs> we thought that Silver Surfer would be the end credit for uh, Endgame, but there ended up not being any end credits whatsoever. And we thought the Fantastic Four would be the end credits from Far From Home. While it wasn't the case, I was still more than happy with the end credits in Far From Home because ah, uh, J. Jonah, my life was my life was just complete. Uh, we yep, both thought that Nebula would kill Thanos in Endgame. And while I was wishy-washy for a lot of the time, I'm going to officially count the predictions that I made in 2019 as my official on-the-record predictions when I said that Iron Man will die, but Captain America wouldn't. I know we were on the fence, Ooh. but I listened back, and I officially said that Cap would survive, but Iron Man will die. So... And nailed that right on the head. Yeah. Um, I don't know what we're thinking on this next one. We both said that John Wick would die in John Wick 3. Spoiler alert. That did not happen. And we will be getting more Keanu, thankfully. I mean, some people thought it happened. Well, the next two, one of them was blatantly obvious. One I thought just kind of 
random, but it ended up being, both of these ended up being right. Mystique did in fact die in X-Men Dark Phoenix. And my more out of left field, but still ended up being true, spoiler alert if you care about this movie, Mothra did in fact die in Godzilla King of the Monsters. Now, um, I also said for some pleasant surprises, fighting with my family, we both said would be a pleasant surprise. We were right on that, and that continued to be one of the most underrated movies of 2019. Um, Unfortunately, we both said that Men in Black International would be a pleasant surprise. I hate us for that. Not Uh, not as much as I hate the movie itself, though. Um, I mean, that's fair. At least I didn't... <laughs> and lastly, I said that Detective Pikachu would be a pleasant surprise. Oh boy, I wish that was better. I bet. Um, speaking of, real quick, I've actually been able to go to the movies a little bit more, um, and I've been working at, at catching up because I watched Joker. I know I texted you when I saw it, and it, it was, it was good. I enjoyed it, but it wasn't like. Everyone, everyone was like, it's the best movie of the year or whatever. Like, like it over themselves to praise the movie. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I like the direction the direction they, they went with it. Um, I think you and I thought both thought it was very interesting that a lot of Batman media lately has been painting Thomas in a very weird light. Um, so that's, uh, yeah. But um, I saw... Um, Knives Out? going to laugh at What's up? You see no, Knives I, Out? I, I, I have plans. I have plans in place to watch it. Okay. Um, I, uh, but I saw, oh my goodness, what is it? It's Ford the animated movie. It's the animated movie with Will Smith and... Uh, Gemini Man. No. Spies in Disguise? And, uh, Tom, Tom Holland. Yeah. Why? Okay, first of all, I was with with my girl and her kid wanted to see a movie and that was fine. But here's the end. You ended up falling asleep in it. So that was fun. <laughs> but it was, I mean, predictable, but hilarious. Is it just me or so someone that. did the side by side? Why is Tom Holland animated the exact same in every single movie? They did a side by side of spies in disguise <laughs> and onward. And he's literally just blue in one. That's the only difference. Yeah. Yeah, it's, you're not wrong. It, I think it's because, like, his voice akins to a certain look, maybe. I don't know. I think we're stereotyping poor Tom Holland here. I think everyone's stereotyping poor. Um, I thought Spies in Disguise would be a flop, but I didn't actually put it on my flops list of 2019. Unlike these three, uh, Alita Battle Angel, which I think... Broke even? Yeah, I think it did as well. And honestly, uh, did you see it? Nope. Okay. It's, like, it's I'm not, not refusing to. I just haven't gotten around to it. Yeah, it, it's not bad. It's it's not great. It could have definitely been better. But it's it's good. It's all right. And obviously, um, this was the easiest layup in the world. Uh, Dumbo, naturally, that did in fact flop. Uh, Zombieland yep. 2, I don't know if I saw the final metrics on that, but I didn't think it completely lit up the box office, but it was significantly better than I was expecting it to be. Yeah, um, I, I remember it doing okay. Yeah, I think it did 
fine. It wasn't a horrible flop, but it was so much better than I was expecting it to be. Uh, and then my general predictions. Uh, this is subjective, but I still stand by that I was that this is absolutely the case. I said Shazam will be a better movie than Captain Marvel. However, Captain Marvel will make more money. I think Captain yeah. Marvel made like three times as much as Shazam, but Shazam's three times the better movie. Um, I unfortunately said that Man of Steel 2 would be announced at Comic-Con and Henry Cavill would be coming back. Yeah. We at least yeah, got I Superman, don't... kind of, in Shazam. Yeah. I I don't think he's coming back, though. Me neither. It makes me sad. Um, I said that a Nightwing movie would finally be announced, but that was kind of more of a, I'll just announce it just to announce it. Uh, I did say that Halloween 2, or the next installment on the Halloween franchise, would be announced and go into production, which it now has, and I think it's actually wrapped filming. But I said that Jamie Lee Curtis wouldn't return and we would not be getting the same director, which both of those ended up not being the case, as Jamie Lee Curtis is signed on for the next two and will both be directed by David Gordon Green. Uh, I said the Uncharted movie will quietly be canceled. At this point, it's probably for the best. Uh, This is not the last time that I talk about Uncharted in this episode, though. Uh, I said Nicolas Cage will join either the MCU or the DCEU. Um, again, that was still just out of left happened. field. Wasn't quite right. Um, and still to this day, the one that I said, because I'm going the opposite of what I've been saying for years, you watch, it's going to happen. And sure enough, it did happen. I said that no Obi-Wan project of any kind will be announced in 2019. And Josh, what got announced in 2019? <laughs> a Kenobi project. <laughs> I've been saying oh, we're man. getting an Obi Wan movie or TV series for years, and then the one year that I don't say that it's coming, it gets announced. What gives? What's interesting? Oh, dude, what's interesting to me is Ewan has apparently known about it for a long time. Because I think it was scheduled to be a movie, and then Rogue One happened, the Boba Fett yeah. movie happened, and Solo happened, and they just gave up on the Solo movies. Yeah, that's the Solo. Yeah. So then, let's go to what Josh had for predictions. Okay. He didn't have as many, but boy, did you swing for the fences, bud. Um, I always do. You said there would be a Fantastic Four end credits in Endgame. That didn't happen. Uh, I mean, No offense, but here's the first of many of your stupid guesses. You said that the okay. second highest grossing film of 2019 would be Detective Pikachu. Okay, yeah, but, okay, you know what? I don't want to be attacked like this. Um, Oh, you're going to feel even more attacked because you said, (laughs) not only would this movie be good, you said it would be great. You said Hellboy would be phenomenal. Okay. But that's not David's fault. Like, Hellboy himself is pretty good, but, like, the movie surrounding him is terrible. Did you even finish it? (sighs) No. I didn't. I I tried, man. (sighs) I tried, dude. Like Hellboy himself, actually pretty entertaining, and I enjoy him. But like the movie is so busy trying to explain what it's about that it's oh, and the CGI is terrible. It's like an yeah. Uwe Boll movie. Yeah. Uh, you said gross. that Joker will be great. We talked about that earlier. That's pretty subjective. You liked it more than I did, um, but we both at least well, you liked it. I was just kind of eh about it. Yeah. Um, this is the only one of your predictions that I'm actually sad that it didn't come true. You said that a Static Shock movie would be announced. I'm more just upset that that oh, didn't actually end up happening. That makes me really sad. 
And then the one that will always bring a smile to my face of what were you thinking? Your big, bold prediction of 2019 was that Tom Hardy would leave the Venom franchise and be announced as the MCU's new Wolverine. I Okay, that yes, but that has been my, like, swing for the fences prediction for years. No, you watch. It's going to end up being Daniel Radcliffe. Stop. If he's not Moon Knight. I hate you. He's the right height because he's tiny. You're not wrong. And he's a great actor. Yeah, you're not wrong. Swiss Army Man is great and weird and great and farting. Swiss Army Man surprised the crap out of me, dude. It's a lot of fun. It's weird, but I enjoyed it. Well, that was 2019. Shall we look ahead to 2020, good sir? Uh, I mean, please. Uh, and I can guarantee that I'm going to swing for the fences again. Oh, so. no. Uh, <laughs> I only have like one uber bold prediction this year. Um, but before we get into predictions, Josh, what would you say are some of your most anticipated movies of 2019? More specifically, your top five most anticipated movies mm-hmm. of 2020. Um. Okay, so only one of these is like, you know, my traditional Good. swing for the fences, but uh, top five definitely, and I think a couple of these are going to be on yours. Um, the Invisible Man, obviously, uh, Godzilla versus King Kong, Ghostbusters Afterlife, Halloween Kills, and my swing for the fences because I'm hoping against hope. Artemis Fowl. <laughs> oh, Lordy, you are hoping against hope on that one. I am hoping against hope, man. Yeah, I, I don't want to rain on your parade, parade, but I will later. Um, oh, dude, no, look. Um, Spies in Disguise played a trailer, and I can't tell you how disappointed I was in how it looked. <laughs> <laughs> and you're the fan of it. Exactly. I was like, what is this nonsense? I've actually thought in the back of my mind, I wouldn't be surprised if they move it to Disney+. Plus. I wouldn't be surprised either. But uh, that's not one of my predictions. Uh, my top five at number five is one that I actually debated about for a little bit, but the more I thought about it, yeah, I think it deserves to be on this, and it may surprise some people that know me or know the podcast. Uh, but number five, I put Ghostbusters Afterlife. I wasn't yeah. a huge fan of the the idea of this movie until I saw that trailer and I absolutely adored that trailer. I really oh, enjoyed the tone that was set. I'm very curious about the direction. I think, I think I'm going to have a lot of fun with this Ghostbusters movie. Um, I, I would agree. And number four, the invisible man, invisible man is my favorite of the original universal monsters that this trailer terrified the crap out of me. I love Lee Winnell as a horror director. I love the first saw movie. I love uh, his movie upgrade criminally underrated upgrades great um i just the trailer creeped me out i think it's a really interesting premise so we'll see i'm actually surprised you forgot about this one josh uh my number three it's hard to not be excited for any christopher nolan movie and tenant just seems so trippy it the trailer i have no idea what to make of the trailer i'm it left me so confused and i loved every second of it uh i i I think that's um my only thing was that like it is a christopher nolan film but i i was iffy about interstellar i felt that 
Yes. Um, oh, no. I just lost it. The one about dreams. Um, Inception? Inception. I, I thought Inception was good, but not as good as all the hype that brought Like I'm, They're good movies, but I, I just – I don't know. I'm not sold on, on, on him. I don't know. I think the fact that we don't know anything about it makes me excited. Also, the cast is stacked. You've got John David Washington, Robert Pattinson. I, I think this could be a really big deal. Uh, also, yeah. another one that I'm amazed that it's not on your list. This year is a great year for horror. Like, 2020 is going to be the year of horror. Mark my words. And my number two, just barely at my number two spot, is a follow-up to one of yours and I's favorite movies of 2018, a Quiet Place Two. Well, this is gonna. This is a list of anticipated movies that we're excited and we we hope are good. Um, I already know Quiet Place Two is gonna be good. So. Yeah, that's why it's on my anticipated list at number two. I love <laughs> that trailer. I was a nervous wreck watching that trailer. Going, I don't trust humans or monsters now. Uh, I love. I adore the first A Quiet Place. It makes me super excited for the second one. I think. I think it will be a worthy follow-up. I don't think it'll be sequelitis. It seems to be going in a new direction. I'm very excited for it. And anybody that knows me knows what my number one's going to be. It's not even anything superhero-related just because I don't think comic book-wise this year is particularly strong. Um, But number one, Halloween Kills. I was super ecstatic and beyond belief for 2018's Halloween just because it was the return of Michael Myers. I'm even more excited for this year's Halloween Kills because it feels like the Halloween movie for diehard Halloween fans. It feels like it's like 2018's Halloween is supposed to be a sequel to the original Halloween. This upcoming one actually feels more like a sequel to the original film than 2018's with so many returning characters, whether it's um, Tommy uh, Tommy Doyle, Lindsay Wallace, Sheriff Brackett, Nurse uh, Marion. Like, everyone's coming back. Uh, the return of Haddonfield Memorial Hospital from the second film. It feels like the deep cut, the fan film that actually got made into something that's canon now. Uh, I love 2018's Halloween. I want more time in that world that we set up. But also just, I like Halloween movies. I want to see that continue. I'm just... Oh, this the more I'm hearing about this, I'm just amped, and it makes me even more excited for the third one, which I have a prediction that we'll talk about later in the horror mm-hmm. section. Um, yeah. So we've got a couple different categories. We've got uh, movies that we think will do well with our hits, our flops, our sleeper hits, comic book movies, a horror genre, and then just general predictions. We'll save general predictions for last, but... Besides that caveat, uh, Josh, where do you want to start us off? I mean, you want to you want to go ahead and just knock the flops out of the way, so we can just not talk about being depressed. Yeah, unfortunately, flops is my longest list on of any of these same. notes so far. Um, as, unfortunately, as we're recording this after the Grudge came out, or else I would have put there because oh, holy dude. crap, I can smell that from here. Of apparently, critics. And audiences hate this movie and gave it like an F on Cinescore or something, and it's doing horribly. Um, well, um, of all the '90s films to remake, why the Grudge? The the OG Grudge is not even that good. No, not really. Uh, did you watch that with us in college? Where we like fell asleep during it or something? Yeah, I fell asleep, dude. It was boring. Well, 
that's one of the January releases. There is a movie later this month that I believe will be one of the biggest financial flops of 2020. And it's sad to say that this is probably the worst possible choice for Robert Downey Jr. to do mm-hmm. after Endgame. I'm saying Doolittle is going to lose so oh, much dude. money. It is going to flop hard. Legitimately, the trailer I saw shoehorned a dragon into it. Yeah, which makes me just so... Why do we have a dragon? Because you have to make this movie interesting. Yeah, I. it's not even so much that it's a property that most people associate with Eddie Murphy, which is which is fine. It's originally based off a old, old story than the whole Doolittle, the Eddie Murphy thing is a complete change. So that I get that people mix it up all the time, but the story came before that Eddie Murphy thing. It's more or less the, the special effects actually look pretty good, but Doolittle is not a franchise people are asking for. The budget for this movie is huge. It's like $175 million. And they didn't just get nobody's to voice. You've got uh, Tom Holland, Kumail Nanjiani, John freaking Cena is in this movie, as well as Robert Downey Jr. These are not cheap actors. This movie has huge budget on a name and property that no one cares about. I think they bet on this because, well, it's Robert Downey Jr. People will pay to see him. No, people will pay to see him as Tony Stark. People didn't go to pay to see him when he was the judge with Robert Duvall in 2011. Because that was his, like, other movie that came out during his MCU time. People care about him as Tony Stark, and Tony Stark alone these days, unfortunately. I think this movie is going to fall so hard on its face, it's going to be embarrassing. Yeah, and, I mean, I think the only movie we want to see him in is uh, maybe uh, the the Sherlock Holmes remake. Which, this just uh, feels like uh, him trying to get his Sherlock groove back with his bad... British accent and the hat twirl and everything. Yeah, exactly. It's just weird. Oh, real quick. I know it's not coming up this year, but um, did you see some of the stuff that was released about Mortal Kombat? No. What about what was yeah. released about Mortal Kombat? They, they released the main logo and uh, some of the casting. I haven't heard a lot of the casting or nor put names to faces, but they released – find a link and send it to you but they they actually released like some of the pictures of people and stuff like that it's really it cool it may like, be premature it, but i'm putting that on my flops list for 2021 uh nope nope i actually i'm going i'm gonna believe in it all right leave me alone okay. i will not because it comes out in january and it's by a first time director <sighs> so anyway um <laughs> uh what do, you, what do you got for a flop besides Doolittle? Because it seems like we're both in agreement on that one. Yeah. Um, I have, despite it being also on my most anticipated list, I have Artemis Fowl, of course. Yay, we're in uh, agreement on that one. Yeah. I have Morbius on that list as well. Same. Nice. Um, Jungle Cruise? Mm, I don't. I have that somewhere else. Yeah, I, I'm not sure about it. Uh, just because the rocks in it doesn't, I, I don't think that's a winning formula. But I mean, I'm only blunts in there, so well, who knows? Uh, but um, Venom Two is on my flops. It and is on your flop, or isn't it, it? It is on my flops. That's that's nowhere on my list, positive or negative. I think it'll do well. 
I don't think it'll be a flop, but I don't <laughs> think it'll reach 800 million like the first one did. However, actually, no, he is somewhere in my notes for later. Yes. Um, I also have Snake Eyes flopping hard. Oh, God, I yeah. forgot that was coming out this year. I don't think yeah, it will. Dude. No. Because um, have they started my, production? Oh, I don't even know. I, I don't think they have. I haven't seen anything about it. I just happened to look at a, a, like a movie slate from uh, about what all was coming out, supposed to co- come out this year. Um, and just started adding stuff from there. But um, I actually had Bad Boys on my flops as well. It's not on my list, but I can completely understand why it would be on there. Yeah, it's, I don't know. I just, the, even the trailers make me cringe. It's, it's just not, Martin Lawrence got fat. <laughs> and also, we say it all the time, but, and we don't want to be mean, but January raises major red flags for established franchises. Yeah, it does. If you told me um, that the next Marvel movie comes out in January, I don't care that it's Marvel. I'm nervous. Yeah, I agree. The only thing that's on my flops list that I'm not 100% on is uh, My Spy. It's that movie with uh, Dave Batista. Uh, with Batista that was like done. It was supposed to come around like a week or two after mm-hmm. Stuber, but then they pushed it back for some reason. Yeah, that one. I mean, it feel the trailers come off as like a feel good movie, so I don't know it'll feel flop flop. But I also don't think it's interesting enough for people to watch in the theater. Fair enough. Uh, did you actually end up seeing Stuber at all? I did not. I have ways to watch it, so I'll probably. Yes, it's I'm in my. Uh, it's in my movies anywhere. Yeah, exactly. It's so a pleasant. I'll, it was a pleasant surprise. Also, um. Peanut Butter Falcon's now in there, too. Oh, well, I know what I'm watching tomorrow. <laughs> it's so good. Um, I, I like a lot that your flops are different from my flops, but we're not, like, uh, going against each other. I have different titles um, yes. just because I tried to think further out. Although one of these, I believe, comes out next month and only has one trailer so far, and it's going to flop so hard. I think you even forgot that it was coming out. Bloodshot. Um, I just don't want to acknowledge that movie. Um. Bloodshot starring Vin Diesel. I think that's going to flop very hard because, yes, it's based on a comic book. A comic book that literally no one is familiar with in a modern, in like a mainstream popular culture. Yeah, it's, we'll see what happens. Hey, you know what? Best case scenario, it comes out like, and turns out to be like The Witcher. And actually turns out like a decent movie. Well, no, there was hype the Wh- for Witcher. I mm, not Witcher. Um, I'm sorry, the last Witcher. Oh, people didn't like that one. No, but like, have you watched it? It's actually not a bad movie. I enjoy it. Hmm. Uh, yeah. I put Artemis Fowl. I do think it raises yeah. major red flags that they pushed it back like nine or ten yeah. months, and I already it was on my flops of last year's list. Because it was supposed yeah. to come out last year, like July or yeah. August. Um, I think this is a franchise that is way past its expiration date. This should have come out 15 years ago. Um, mm-hmm. And probably not by Disney, in all honesty. Because yeah. um, there's a lot of like stuff in that in that book that Disney will not touch. And that's yeah, it's too really edgy for Disney. Um, yeah. But also, it's just... Disney's live action stuff lately has been incredibly hit or miss. Nutcracker in the Four Realms. 
Um, Maleficent, Mistress of Evil. Um, Yeah, and I I just think this is another one of those live-action ones that's going to be a dud for Disney. Um, One that I don't see a lot of people talking about, considering how star-studded the cast is, but that could be because I absolutely despise the first one, and I think this is going to be a flop as well. Uh, Death on the Nile, which is a... The next installment oh. in the Murder on the Orient Express series with Kenneth Branagh returning. Um, I forgot about that. Yes, this is coming out, I think, around Christmas time. Um, I was, I hated Murder on the Orient Express so much. It frustrated me to no end. I love a good murder mystery. Case in point, Knives Out is the best movie of 2019 to me. Um I was so frustrated by Murder on Orient Express. I don't see the potential for a sequel, even though I've seen the cast. It's, again, star-studded, but I just I don't see the appeal. I don't think people will go back to see it again. I think people will be more preoccupied with seeing the next Knives Out, which has now been confirmed that we're getting not necessarily a sequel because it's just going to be the detective but a whole new group of people. Um, yeah. This one pains me to put on my list, but... It raises major red flags to me when the studio pushed it back, and that is The King's yeah. Man. Um, oh, man. <sighs> man. I don't want to put it on this list, but I feel like I have to because this movie was supposed to be out in February, and they pushed it back to, I think, September, October, November-ish for but no clear didn't reason. You, didn't you really like the last, the most recent trailer? I did, but that doesn't still make me incredibly nervous that you pushed it back by so much. Fair enough. And also, I know you like the second one. A lot of people don't. And yeah. you're only as good as your last film. So, I think it's an uphill battle for this movie. I wouldn't I wouldn't disagree. I, I, I personally have a little bit more faith, but I don't know. I would like to have faith in it. We talked about Morbius. Um, I, I've i always liked the character of Morbius in the Spider-Man comics. I just think this is Sony overexerting themselves, thinking yep. we somehow pulled a magic rabbit out of our hat with Venom. We can do it again with Morbius, the living vampire, because you all loved Jared Leto when he was Joker, right? Um, yeah. Unfortunately, my last flop is one that a lot of people, like a lot of insiders have this pegged as, like, the next blockbuster. And I I see it as nothing more but the next big flop, unfortunately, which is sad because it comes from one of, I think, the best directors working today in Denis Villeneuve, who is, this December, doing a remake of... reboot Remake slash reboot of Dune. Wait, really? Mm-hmm. Starring I'm a whole bunch of famous lower? people, including Batista... Um, Dune, the original one, if I remember oh, correctly, wait, Dune, flopped Dune. hard. Dune is oh. not readily accessible to a mass audience. It is a very cerebral story. It's not like Star Wars that you can kind of enjoy it from multiple levels of just like a casual standpoint, but then if you want to deep dive it, you can. It is a very heady material to work with, but also I love Denis Villeneuve movies for the most part. I wasn't a huge fan of Arrival, but... Prisoners is still one of the most intense but great pictures I've ever seen. Blade Runner 2049 is incredible. Um, but one thing you can't say about Denis Villeneuve is he's a blockbuster director. Unfortunately, none of his movies are 
overly successful at the box office. I didn't think Prisoners made a lot of money. Blade Runner 2049 flopped pretty hard. Arrival, I didn't think, made a ton of money. Denis Villeneuve makes fantastic movies that isn't really absorbed by a mass audience. And so with Dune having such a huge budget and being this big sweeping sci-fi epic with all these famous actors mixed with a property that's been a bit shaky at times. It isn't really that well-known in the popular culture nowadays. Mixed with the director, while he makes phenomenal films, isn't necessarily the most commercially successful. I don't think that's a good recipe right there. No, I would agree. And even though Uncharted is more than likely moving out of that December slot, there's still a lot of stuff around it. This could easily be a case of um, this year's version of Valerian in the City of a Thousand Planets. Oh, man, that looked pretty good, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, let's start the slow climb back of what are some movies that not enough people are talking about that could slowly creep up the box office and be some sleeper hits. Uh, Josh, what do you got for some sleeper hits? <laughs> and I think you and I will definitely have some difference of opinions on this one. I only have two because of all the ones that I saw. It was either like, I think that'll be good or I think that would be bad. Um... I'm putting. I'm not seeing a lot of people talk about Onward, and I really think that it has the potential to be a sleeper. You can never um, sleep on any Pixar movie. You really can't. But I think people have been sleeping on this since it was announced, and I honestly think it's going to be it. Mm, mm, I won't say, say better than Soul because we don't know. I think Soul about will be that. better than Onward. Uh, I don't know, man. I don't know. But uh, my other sleeper, you're going to last at. But um, honestly, if no one goes and sees, sees this movie, it's disrespectful. Um, Sonic the Hedgehog, the way that they you know, took the audience's disdain for the design and cut time to make it right... If nobody goes and sees this movie, it's just been like, all right, cool. So a movie studio respected our opinion. We don't give it. We really don't care. Like, you know, I don't, I don't know. Well, my issue with Sonic is, yeah, Sonic looks better. The rest of the movie still doesn't look great. Like, take away the Sonic. And I still thought Jim Carrey's Dr. Robotnik looked awful. Yeah. So we'll see. I, I think it could be a sleeper. Um, but it might be one of those... Cult, it might turn into one of those cult classics. I got a couple different ones, uh, and a couple horror ones, obviously. Um, but kicking us off is a franchise that's been long dormant, but one of its actors is absolutely finding a resurgence that, if capitalized at the right time and is able to capture some of the essence of the first two films, could definitely be a sleeper hit. Bill and Ted, they're Whatever oh. the name of their returning movie is, uh, Face the Music, I believe. Um, yep. I enjoy both Bill and Ted movies. I actually think I enjoy the second one better than the first one. Um, I've been a bit apprehensive just because this movie's been in development hell for decades. So I was yeah. surprised that it's actually happening. But rewatching the first two, and now with Keanu in the middle of his Keanu-sance, I think 
don't sleep on this movie. Don't sleep on any project with Keanu these days. He even made Always Be My Maybe super popular on Netflix just by his sheer presence in it. I wouldn't be surprised if Bill and Ted... Bill and Ted has quite a large fandom that you don't hear much about him, primarily because the franchise has been dormant, but... Don't be sleeping on a Bill and Ted movie. I actually think this might be one of the sleeper comedies of 2020. Um, yeah. Now, we talked earlier about Onward, but I think there's another kids movie that its franchise has been through the ringer at times, but it's just because it's been around forever that if they get the tone right, and the first trailer seems to make me think that they've at least hit a pretty decent tone, that don't be sleeping on Scoob. I think that could be a sleeper oh, hit dude. of the summer. I actually, I that's not even on my sleeper, but it's on a different list. I think Scoob could be this year's version of Despicable Me. Bro. Which, uh, notably, the new Despicable Me is not even on my list, so. Yeah, Minions too, because I know people that saw the first Minions, and they hate it. So, yeah. Um, but no, uh, Scoob looks charming as all get out, dude. Yes. Minus Will Forte's stupid voice of Shaggy. Um, I it The thing is, Scooby-Doo is so cross-generational. Every generation has their own version that they grew up on in Scooby-Doo, whether it's your parents' generation with Scooby-Doo, Where Are You, or our generation of What's New Scooby-Doo, and the animated stuff, or a pup named Scooby-Doo. Um uh, everyone knows and has some connection to Scooby-Doo and we've been Scooby-Doo deprived for so long that if this is even halfway good, I could see this absolutely being a sleeper hit. Also, never sleep on a kid's movie. When in doubt, those always, if they're good, end up making money. Um, now, I have uh, one more before I get into some horror sleepers that I think may do well. Um, this one's a little bit more out there. I guess you could say it's way out there. Because this is The Way Back, starring Ben Affleck. Okay, what is that? I've seen little things about it, but I haven't heard much. So, uh, The Way Back is a movie about Ben Affleck as, and it sounds like it's going to hit a little too close to home for him, as he is a recovering alcoholic who uh, used to be a star basketball player that has to go back to uh, teach a high school. So basically, you hey, you used to be a pro at something. Now you have to go back to small-scale version of what you did while recovering from alcoholism. little on the nose, but, um, yeah. Okay. Now, it's also, if this wasn't enough of a selling point, it's also directed by Gavin O'Connor, who did Warrior. Oh, dude. Right? Oh, no. (laughs) Prepare to be emotionally devastated. Now, this may not be the most financially successful, but I wouldn't be surprised if it at least makes some decent bucks and, if nothing else, critical acclaim because the two already paired up together to do The Accountant, which got pretty decent reviews. It's Um, pretty good. Yeah. And I I like Gavin O'Connor as a director, and Ben Affleck is a pretty decent actor. So don't be sleeping on the way back. Um, Now we've got some more ones. Is mm-hmm. there a trailer for it yet? Yes, there is. Okay, I'll have to go look for it then. Um, so for horror, I've got Antlers, which just looks terrifying. Um, I kind of get uh, like a Babadook meets 
good night mommy mixed with like Guillermo del Toro vibe, which of course, because Guillermo del Toro is producer on this movie. Um, I don't know. I could see good. I could see antlers being this year's hereditary or uh, Midsommar of like, not necessarily big budget, but they don't need to make a lot of money to get their budget back and be profitable. Like, I don't know how much money Midsommar did, but I felt like maybe this is my film bubble, but I felt like that took over the summer when it came to horror movies. So yeah, I, would be I still need to see it. I've heard it was same. really good. Hmm? I've heard it's really, really good. It was weird. I mean, yeah. Like I like hereditary better, but um, now this one, we don't know that much about it yet, but given who's attached to it, I feel pretty confident saying that this one will probably do pretty well. Malignant, the latest film by director James Wan, a completely new and original film by him, not based on anything else. So he did Saw, Insidious, The Conjuring, all those uh, original horror films. Before he takes the helm for Aquaman 2, he's doing Malignant. I would not sleep on any James Wan horror movie. Don't do not do it. It will give you nightmares. And he he's a master of horror nowadays. Um, going For him to go back to an original idea... I think is a very dangerous recipe. However, there's one more surprising sleeper hit that call me crazy, but given that it's a Blumhouse movie, you can never count it out at the box office. And I think that's Fantasy Island. Oh, dude. I think Fantasy Island may sneak up on some people and be a surprise hit for Blumhouse this year. I really do. I do. That trailer gets me every time. It was not what I was expecting because I'm used to Fantasy Island and Tattoo. De plane, de plane. Exactly. And that is like, not it. Um, but it well, was creepy and, I mean, and unsettling. It, it, that show is that, but it's not like, yeah, because, yeah, anyway. Yeah, I Blumhouse has made great money off of $5 million movies that make $200 million in return. And I think Fantasy Island will do that. It's got that, like, built-in, almost, like, teenage audience. They've got Lucy Hale from Pretty Little Liars, who already, I'm sure, comes with her own teenage audience. I can see this movie sneaking in there. It doesn't necessarily have to be the biggest movie of the year, but if it's made for $10 million and it grosses, like, 75 to $100 million, that's definitely a hit by my book. I would not sleep on Fantasy Island. Yeah, I agree. Now, we've gotten the worst and some sleeper hits. Now, let's go for the big, what do we think the big blockbusters of 2020 will be? Um, I'll start off with what I think will be one of the highest grossing films of 2020, Mulan. Mulan is poised to be a massive success, and it better be because Disney has poured basically the cost of a small nation into this movie. Well, yeah. I mean, they have to, though. And I think the big thing that has me excited about it, at least, is that they're trying something desperately so different from their original go at it. Yeah, it is. Like, you can see that they're getting a lot of the core essence of the film, but they're still making it fresh and original, which... Makes me very excited. Plus, 
Who didn't get a little choked up hearing the instrumental of Reflections? Oh, dude, that got me. That got me hard. Which I can't, I'm so hyped just to hear the instrumental of I'll Make a Man Out of You while they're training, like, military style. Yep, I'd be excited. Mm. Uh, what other big box office successes do you see this year, Josh? Um, I think for the nostalgia effect alone, I think Top Gun Maverick is going to be a hit at some point this year. I don't know if it'll be like a smash, but I definitely think it'll make its money back. And and just the amount of older dudes who grew up with Top Gun, I, I can't, I wouldn't see why they wouldn't go see Top Gun Maverick. Good call. Good call. Um, I will see your Top Gun Maverick, and I'll raise you a Wonder Woman 1984. Interesting. I think, given the fact that the first one made like $900 million, and it's 80s related, so it's basically Wonder Woman meets Stranger Things, which tell me you didn't get mall vibes from, like Stranger Things mall vibes from that Wonder Woman trailer. Oh yeah, totally. Um, I see this crossing a billion dollars pretty easily. I think this will be the highest grossing comic book movie of 2020. That being said, there's not very stiff competition. Maybe Black Widow. Um, I think this will be the top grossing comic book movie of 2020. And it'll just be one of the highest grossing movies, period. Because people like Wonder Woman. People like Patty Jenkins is directing for these Wonder Woman movies. DC seems to be going in a positive direction. And maybe it's just me, but I think they'll need some positive direction after the flop that will be Birds of Prey. Yeah. I I mean, you know, that could be very well be a sleeper for us, but the, the trailer seems to have no idea what the movie is. So, um, so question for you. And I only say this because we're on the topic of, of comic book movies. Um, I haven't heard whether or not it's official, but it's on all of the lists that I read that are of movies coming out in 2020. How do you feel about the new mutants? The trailer dropped this morning. It did? What? What? It's coming out April or May. That I actually have a prediction for that later. I'm so glad you brought up New Mutants. We will talk about it later. Okay, well... In this episode, actually, something. we will be talking about I, New Mutants because... I have some surprising thoughts on New Mutants. God. Okay, well, I'm going to have to go see the trailer then. I am I must live in a bubble or something. Jeez. All right, Jake Gyllenhaal. <laughs> um, I have... I actually saw your sleeper hit on Scoob and just basically was like, you know what? No, I'm going to say this is going to be a hit this year. I hope it is. I... I want good Scooby-Doo movies. It's been forever oh, since we've had one. The line that from the trailer gets me every time that I want The Ikea it. one? Uh, oh, that one? And or the, the dad oh, with man. the bourbon. Yeah, it's the dad. Oh, is the bad guy my dad? <laughs> oh, yeah. Man. I kind of... I'm on the flip side of nostalgia. of Not Scooby-Doo this time, but I think Ghostbusters will be one of the smash hits. Because... I, I, I agree. Nostalgia. There seems to be a very much 80s nostalgia this time, whether it's Ghostbusters, mm-hmm. Wonder Woman. I think if you can find that like melding of Stranger Things, which you've already got Finn Wolfhard, um, if Ghostbusters is half as good as it potentially could be, 
I think this could be a huge smash hit, and the hit that Sony really so desperately needs, because they just need franchises at this point to keep them afloat, um, um, besides Spider-Man, hence Morbius. Um, but I, I really think Ghostbusters can really do well this year, if it's good. Yeah, I agree. Um, I have Fast and Furious 9 on my list of hits this year. I would not be surprised. That's a pretty safe. Like, if you were, if this was a fantasy draft, that's a pretty solid top ten pick right there. Uh, Nothing showy, it, but pretty safe bet. It's I the mean, Mike Trout of fantasy picks. Yeah. It, oh Jesus. Um, but it's like it's first of all, it's a Fast and Furious movie, and John Cena's in it, so it's. But no. you won't be able to see him. I hate you for that joke. Which, um, quick aside, I saw Hobbs and Shaw last week, and I love it. It's so much oh, fun. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's not the best movie, but it's... it's no, it's, it's the best 90s buddy cop movie made in 2019. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Besides I actually, I have Tenant on hits. Yeah, Nolan doesn't make flops. Exactly. Even and if they're not critically like, well-received as well as some of his other ones, like... Dark Knight Rises or even Interstellar, which even then, at their worst, those are C-level movies. Like, not yeah. C, like, bad, exactly. as in, like, yes. like alphabetic, like, grading system. Like, even at his worst, he makes C movies. He's never made an F to me. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think Tenant is a pretty safe bet to make money. I, He's one yeah, of the few just, people that, like, his movies are events. Exactly. I, I think everybody kind of will see... A Christopher Nolan movie simply because it's a Nolan movie. It's one of the few directors out there right now that that people will do that. Exactly. Um, I have two more. Um, one of them I teased earlier. One of them is going to be incredibly surprising. So, Josh, do you have any more before I drop these last two? Yeah, I've got a couple. Um, I don't know if it'll happen right away, but I, I have a feeling. And I'm wrong a lot. So, but uh, the gentleman, I think, has potential. It really, looks, you think the gentleman looks, with Matthew McConaughey and Harry Golding? Yeah, it, I think it has potential. Now I'm used to being wrong, but it also gave me the kind of vibe that Wolf of Wall Street gave me, and Wolf of Wall Street like blew up box office. So, um, you know, we'll see what happens. Um, Part of it is because I loved the book as a kid, but I think I want Call of the Wild to do well with mm. um, Harrison Ford. Um, it looks like a lot of fun. And I only have two more. Do you want to do one and then I'll do one and sure. we'll just go back and forth? Cool. Um, so I know you said it might be in your flops. I think it's actually going to be one of the biggest box office um, smash hits of the year, and that's Jungle Cruise. I nice. I think people like a good old-fashioned uh, his and hers adventure story. That's why Aquaman mm-hmm. made a billion dollars. And this movie, to me, feels like Aquaman meets the mummy. It feels okay. very mummy-ish to me, like almost ripping off the mummy. Exactly. Um, it's never a good idea to bet against The Rock. While I'm not always his biggest fan, there's no denying he's a box office draw in an era that actors alone don't draw anymore, but franchises do. Um, I quite enjoy the trailer, and I think this is one to look out for. I can absolutely see this being the next Jumanji. I can see that. 
Okay. Well, you know, I, I just, I'm not sold on it, I guess. Yeah. I'm, I'm probably going to surprise you with my last one. Probably. Um, I am again, we, with the, between us, I'm the one that thinks with my heart because I have the King's men on hits. <laughs> I want it to be a hit, man. I love, I, I will say the King's be. man cast is my favorite cast so far in the entire series. I, oh, I completely Jaiman Hansu, Jim Arterton, Ray Fines, and that's the it's, lead it's singer. Of a lot Korn. The first movie, the first movie was so entertaining, and the cast was so great. But this one is, looks better. Oh yeah, I like the era. It looks like yeah. Wonder Woman's going to come in at any moment. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, I will say for my last one. This is going to sound surprising, but I mean this with full sincerity, given what time of year that it comes out. Steven Spielberg's West Side Story. Really? Yes. So, Steven Spielberg's West Side Story has been done, and I think it's like it's finished, and it comes out December of this year. I, for some reason, was thinking it was December of last year, but no. It's December of this year, and it was supposed to go head-to-head with the Uncharted movie, which we'll talk about later. I don't think that movie's happening anymore, so it will still have some competition, but I think there's not a lot that'll challenge West Side Story, at least in its target demographic. Here's why I think it'll do well. It comes out late December, Right around the same time slot that a few years ago, Hugh Jackman's The Greatest Showman came out. Now, The Greatest Showman didn't necessarily have the greatest opening weekend. I think it maybe only had like 35 or $45 million opening weekend. But that thing had legs because it was a fun musical that people could see time and time again. Um, just something fun that had pretty wide demographic. I think the same could be said for West Side Story. I think people like, while it may not be my thing, I think people like a good old-fashioned musical. And my wife is a huge West Side Story fan, and she, I'm sure, is not alone in her sentiments that West Side Story is great, but it's a little outdated and we need a newer version. I think people want a West Side Story movie. I don't think this is going to have a great opening weekend, but mark my words, I think this thing will have legs because it's in that same slot that The Greatest Showman and a few years before that, Les Mis had that holiday musicals time that Fair enough. don't get in its way because it may not overtake you in the box office, at least at the number one spot, but it may have more staying power than your movie. That's fair. I can see that. I mean, that's more solid than my, the, my last pick. What's your last pick? Godzilla versus King Kong. No, that's... I want that to do well, but their box office has definitely slowly been declining. I know. And but I have some thoughts like, about them later. Yeah, I like, after... I want it to be good, because Skull Island was great. It was so good. Oh, yeah, that's my favorite and, of these movies so far. Exactly. I, I feel like I can actually get behind Kong. So it'll be interesting, if anything, to say that, you know, see why these two are fighting or what have you. You know what I mean? Like, we'll see what happens. Well, just... I have my theories about why they're fighting later. Also, can we yeah. get the guy that did uh, Kong Skull Island to just direct all these MonsterVerse movies? I thought he did a great job with that. Oh, I agree. I think he... he Plus, bring back John C. Riley, you cowards. 
<laughs> you need someone to treat these creatures like actual characters and not just like, ooh, big things that blow things up. Yeah, because the human characters so far have been atrocious. Exactly. You got any more Except, big smash hits? Not really. I, I Nothing really has... This might be a slow year for movies unless something pops up out of nowhere. But Well, I mean, it won't be a slow year, though, for horror. I no think this is going to be a massive year for horror. We've got The Invisible Man, Halloween Kills, uh, the new Saw movie written by Chris Rock, A Quiet Place 2, uh, the new James Wan movie. There's so many things. So uh, I have a few horror uh, predictions. I think The Invisible Man... Because, of course it will. It will hint to a larger monster universe. However, it won't be nearly as overt in its sequel baiting as The Mummy. But it won't be completely deprived of it. Um, I don't necessarily know what those teases will be. But I think there will be some hints at some future projects. Just won't be beating you over the head with those. It won't be like... um, Oh no, the Invisible Man has been admitted to the hospital. What's his doctor's name? Victor. I don't think it'll be like that overtly obvious, but yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if there's at least some references to some other monsters out in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, I also believe that um, the lawsuit between Sean S. Cumming, Shunning, blah, 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 Sean S. Cunningham, good grief, Uh, And Victor Miller will finally be settled in the case of Friday the 13th. And a new Friday the 13th movie will be announced. It won't go into production yet, but I think the courts will finally reach a settlement uh, sometime in the middle of the year, I believe. And that we will, by the end of 2020, have a new Friday the 13th movie announced to be in production for the first time in over 10 years. Uh, Yeah. Last up, uh, I got to talk about my franchise Halloween, obviously. Um... I say Laurie Strode will survive Halloween Kills. I think she'll be sidelined for most of the movie, however, though. I don't think she's in it for very much. Um, but Michael will still go on a killing spree, probably kill Tommy and Lindsay. Unfortunately, I all but guarantee you Sheriff Brackett is dying. Um, but I think the biggest casualty of Halloween Kills will be Laurie Strode's daughter, Karen, which yeah. will tie up the more or less tie up the score, I guess, um, which will set the stage for Halloween Ends coming next year, which will foreshadow the final fight in Halloween Ends being between Laurie Strode and Michael Myers one last time, except this time in the Myers house. We will see the return of the Myers house in Halloween Kills. Yeah, I can see that. Josh, you got anything horror-related? Um, not really. I mean, we got Annabellum that's coming up, but from Jordan Peele. Uh, oh, yeah. He's, he's been kind of hit and miss, but I mean, I can always dream Harold. Um, I, did you happen to see the Gretel and Hansel trailer? January, man. January. I actually no. got the visit vibes. I did too. It was I one got of those. The visit like, meets Crimson Peak. It looks the thing that's getting me, that's dragging me in there, is that it's based off of the original Grimm story, 
and not like the Hansel, you know, Hansel and Gretel's fairy tale. Fair so enough. I, I see. I don't know. The turning looks rather interesting, but it also also looks like a generic horror film. So I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, I think this year is going to be a really good year for horror. Uh, more on the fence, though, about my world of comic book movies this year. Um, so, naturally, I have some comic book predictions. Um, and I'll get the big one out of the way, because at this point, it's not even a surprise anymore. But I will still stick my flag on the moon, wave it everywhere, and shout it from the rooftops that it will happen in 2020. J.J. Abrams will be announced to be attached to a new Superman reboot in the DCEU. With or without Cavill? Without. Yeah. Unfortunately. I was starting to actually backtrack a little bit on this prediction, um, given the reaction to Rise of Skywalker, but I don't think that was J.J.'s fault. The more we're kind of hearing about the backstage issues... Um, and I don't th- think Rise of Skywalker is going to ultimately impact J.J. Abrams' legacy that much. Um, he had already signed with Warner Brothers like in the middle of the shooting, so I think whatever plans they had isn't going to be deterred by Rise of Skywalker. I still think wholeheartedly that he will be attached to Superman movie by the end of the year. It won't go into production, but I think they will be at least announced for this. Yeah, I can see that. So, what do you think will be a bigger flop? Harley Quinn and the Birds of Prey or The Eternals? Harley Quinn. Really? I think there's at least enough of a curiosity factor with The Eternals. Also, The Eternals has a much better cast. Um, okay, yeah, I'll give you that. Kumail Nanjiani, Angelina Jolie, Brian Tyree Henry. Um, there's enough of that interesting... Can they re, uh, duplicate the success of Guardians of the Galaxy type factor there, at least for me? And not knowing anything about it makes it interesting. Uh, and the fact that <clears throat> Kevin Feige said it takes place over a thousand years makes it interesting. Whereas I don't know what to make about Harley Quinn and the Birds of Prey, like at all. Um, it just seems very tonally confused. It doesn't feel like a comic book movie. It just feels like. If I didn't keep track of this movie's like production and whatnot, I honestly wouldn't be able to tell you that that's Huntress or Black Canary or Renee Montoya. Like, there's no resemblance to their comic book counterparts in the slightest. Yes, I get people like Harley Quinn, but uh, I don't know. She was attached to a poor movie before, Suicide Squad, and I think that will have a lingering effect. And I just, I don't hear the buzz a lot for Birds of Prey, whereas Eternals, there's at least that what is this movie type factor? Yeah. Now. I would agree. Um, there's not a lot of DC stuff coming out this year. So I've kind of already started to think. Actually, no. There is one DC movie um, that I think will do well. As I said, Wonder Woman 1984. And my big prediction. It's not even a big prediction. But I think Steve Trevor will once again bite the dust in Wonder Woman 1984. Uh, I agree, and I think I'm back. <laughs> I, we He'll made be the back. joke, and I, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. Steve Trevor is going to become the Kenny of the DC Universe. Yeah. They're just going to keep honestly, killing him and bring him back. And I have no problem with it. 
Until one day, he eventually becomes reincarnated as Hal Jordan. I... Mm. Because Chris Pine, oh. face it, would be a perfect Hal Jordan. Oh, man, don't... Don't do that to me. That's that's one that, as soon as somebody fan cast it, I was just like, dang it, now I won't be able to settle for anything else but that, because that's way too perfect. Um... But yeah, like I was saying, uh, there's not a lot of DC stuff this year, so I kind of already started to think ahead to 2021 because not one, but two uh, DC movies that are coming out in 2021 will be starting production or at least have already started production. Batman started filming on Sunday and Black Adam goes into production later this year. I'm saying it now that this year we will get our first look uh, within a few months, I believe, maybe a month or two. We will get our first official look at the Matt Reeves Batman bat suit. And oh, I agree with that. It will be the classic blue and gray with the white comic book eyes. I'm saying it now. Yellow belt, blue belt. Yep. Um, uh, oh. Black belt. Oh, okay. Let's see. I still Let's think see. we still get the blue and gray, but I don't think they're, they're going to go full gold belt. Unfortunately. <laughs> and I've heard rumors yeah. that the design is based on Batman Noel, which is like a really big, heavy center, uh, like chest piece that's attached to the cape. Um, I don't know if I believe those or not, but I think it'd be cool. I still would just, as long as it's some form of the blue and the gray. Now, yeah. here's my big on a limb. By the end of the year, um, we will get confirmation that Dick Grayson will be in this Batman movie. In some capacity, whether it's a cameo or an actual full-fledged role, Dick Grayson, I believe, will be introduced in the Batman. Um, I also talked about Black Adam. I think before the end of the year, this will probably be in the tail end, so maybe like October, November, maybe even December if we really want to push it. But I think before the end of the year, we will see an official look at The Rock in the Black Adam costume. I, I, I believe in that as well. Um... Maybe even some promo material of him with Shazam, if need be. Yeah, I can see that. I'm itching, dude. I'm itching. What's your What's your thing about New Mutants? Oh, I'm so glad you asked because that was um, very soon in my notes. Um, I I believe New Mutants will release in theaters on time. Not only really? that. I think it'll be one of the sleeper hits of the year and will be one of the underrated success stories of the year. Really? I've, no, I I've pulled a 180 on this from everything that I've heard. I love the trailer that dropped earlier today. But even before the trailer dropped, um, I was actually kind of annoyed that the trailer dropped because I was hearing some rumblings that I was going to put for this prediction. It's just like, you know what? I... I think the tide is turning in New Mutants' favor. And then this trailer showed up and everyone starts to love the trailer. I'm like, dang it, how dare you like the trailer? Um, I don't think this movie's going to be released on Hulu anymore. I think this will be a sleeper hit. Not a big success, but it will find its audience in the horror community. I think New Mutants may be one of the surprisingly good movies of the of the year that I think a lot of people might be sleeping on be, or have their doubts about because of... How long ago it was supposed to come out? Yeah, well, and I think I think even the first trailer I was excited about because it was something fresh and new and different. Having a 
a superhero film be in the horror genre. Now, I haven't seen the most recent trailer, so I don't know if they stuck with, stuck to the guns on that one. But they did. Yay! Now, um, that one's more out on a limb guess. This is another guess, though, that Evans just like, if I was a betting man, I'd bet the house on this prediction. Uh, the Black Widow movie. I'm still not entirely sure that this movie is entirely necessary, but we're getting it either way. And that first trailer was, it was fine. Didn't sell me one way or another. But the trailer did confirm to me one thing that I feel pretty safe predicting, and that is that David Arbor's character, Stranger Things David Arbor, poor hellboy David Arbor, um, his character of Red Guardian Oh, I guarantee you he's dying in this movie. There's no chance he survives. Oh, yeah. I agree completely. He's um, absolutely going to get killed by Taskmaster. Gonna make a, hmm? Yeah. I would almost guarantee someone's going to make a joke about how he looks exactly like um, Captain America. I love the fact that his name is Alexi. I'm going on the record now. Uh, I feel pretty good about this, so I'm going to say spoiler alert now. He will be killed by Taskmaster who is played by Rachel Weisz. Oh, man. I think the villain of the Black Widow movie will also be a woman. Really? Yep. Okay. Well, hmm. But you weren't kidding, man, about there not being a lot of comic book stuff this year, which is weird. Like, there's a lot of them, but not a lot of good high-profile names. There's not like a Batman or Superman. Yes, you got Wonder Woman, but then you've also got... Birds of Prey, Black Widow, Morbius the Living Vampire, Venom 2, and The Eternals. Not ones that really leap off the page in terms of grabbing headlines. Yeah. Well, speaking of Venom 2, I think there's something special planned for that. Not just Carnage, obviously. I think Tom Holland's in it. Wait, really? I think Tom Holland, Spider-Man, will cameo, won't be a major player. I think he will cameo in Venom 2. In the suit. What makes you think that? I think Sony's, like, pulling hard into the reins of, we've got Spider-Man back. You can't have him, Marvel. But also, Tom Holland did film a cameo for the first Venom, but they cut it at the last second um, due to Kevin Feige's asking them not to put it in there. I think, unfortunately, in the next few years, Sony's planning on trying to take out Spider-Man from the MCU. I still think the rights may go back to them wholesale within the next five years, but I would not be surprised in the slightest. Keep an eye on it. I think Tom Holland, this time around, I know they were very gung-ho about it, I th- about wanting him to be in the first Venom movie, I would not be surprised in the slightest if he's in it this time around. I wouldn't be surprised at all. I mean, because Tom Holland was basically the the guy that made sure that the deal went through. Also, I love the fact that he revealed to the world that he was absolutely drunk when he made that call. <laughs> yeah. He revealed that later. <laughs> you got any more comic book predictions? Because I got one, but it's not like an earth-shattering one. Not really. I, uh... I, I really feel like this is going to be a slow year for movies. Same. I, mm, I uh, my know, last dude. comic book one before we just get into some bold general predictions is 
I think, so the MCU has been around for a while, uh, mainly existing in the world of movies and TV. I think in 2020, we will get our first official, like, in-canon comic book series that takes place in the world of the MCU as, like, ancillary, you could read this if you would like, comic book world that's attached to the MCU. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, I know there's already been, like, prequel comics of, like, read this as this is the events that happened right before Homecoming or Far From Home. But I think they'll introduce, yeah. like, an actual world that of comics that exists in the world of the MCU because now Kevin Feige is overseeing it all, the comics, the video games, all one of them, um, the movies, the TV shows. I would not be surprised if he wants to go for more synergy. I I can see that. I wouldn't be surprised. Um, I think it's it's always been a little confusing for some people that that, that that's not a thing. Yeah. Now, we'll close out the show with just some general and potentially bold predictions. Uh, Josh, what do you got for some just random general thoughts or some bold predictions? Um, I predict... Let's see, hold on. Um, Mandalorian takes place after Return, right? Yes, five years after Return of the Jedi. Okay. I would not. I would not be surprised if Boba Fett shows up in season season two. In I'll see your Boba Fett, and I'll raise you the Huns, the Huts. I mean, not the Huns, the Huts. Okay. Okay, I can see. I yeah, see, but that would make sense because he's on Tatooine a lot. But, but I mean, it would. I would pop to see Boba. Just They've already because, kind of teased it with the jangling boots thing, which may be a stretch, but you never know. Yeah, it's we'll see, dude. I mean, the Mandalorian is the most interesting thing Spores entity right now. So, tell me, you um, wouldn't get hype for the Mandalorian versus Boba Fett for possession of the dark saber, dude? I'm down. Let's go. I mean, at that point, both then, of them are outsiders, but only one of them truly can claim it. Oh, dude, and. That means Boba has fought his way out of the black and found a way to survive for multiple years. Mm-hmm. That would mm, awesome stuff. I'm also uh, just a side note. I'm really excited to learn more about the Star Wars universe through the Mandalorian, which is like John Favreau is one of the smartest people on the planet right now, dude. Um, <sighs> uh, this is a late, late, late edition. As in, I just now thought of this three seconds ago, but I'm going to officially put it on the record now. Um, so we've heard discussions and literally it dropped like a day or two ago that there's talk that the next Star Wars movie will be set 400 years before, uh, the Phantom Menace, uh, and it'll be in the High Republic era and maybe feature a younger version of Yoda. I'm going to go on record saying now, if that movie does officially get announced in 2020, it will be directed by Jon Favreau. Oh, I would be surprised. Like, the at man this point, is the it kind of has to be. He's coming, becoming the king of Star Wars, honestly. And he I don't. Will and replace I'm not, Kathleen that's Kennedy. Not, that's been in my yeah. predictions for a while now. I wouldn't be um, surprised because Rise of Skywalker has divided people, like Last Jedi divided people. But the one thing that people seem to be almost unanimous in is their love for Mandalorian, and that's all Dave Filoni and John Favreau. And Dave Filoni, as we've seen, not ready to direct. Um, but yeah, John Favreau, absolutely. holy crap, is he ready? Um, so I would not He's be surprised so in the slightest if we see John Favreau announced as the new director of this new Star Wars movie. I agree. Um, okay, so that, there's that. Um, 
honestly, with the success of Witcher, I wouldn't be surprised if more video game TV shows are announced. I don't know if they'd come from Netflix because I wouldn't be surprised if Netflix is around by by the end of the year. But um, yeah, I, I can I can see the announcement of that. Um, that actually piggybacks me perfectly into one of my uh, just general predictions in the world of video game movies, the Uncharted movie, they will still keep progress going, but they'll more or less have to start from scratch again because I believe in 2020, at some point, Tom Holland, as Nathan Drake, will leave the project. Interesting. Because, or Sony will say, due to scheduling conflicts, he has left the project because, in all honesty... Right now, his schedule is what's holding this movie up. And almost from day one, while I've just defended his casting, because I like both him, and I'm not entirely opposed to young Nathan Drake, his casting was not met with a lot of universal acclaim. So if he left, despite the fact that a lot of people like him as an actor, I don't feel like a lot of people would find it as a big loss to the project, especially if it's been what's made it so delayed. Uh, That's why we just lost Travis Knight as the director. This time, again, is because he couldn't film it in Tom Holland's schedule because Tom Holland's so busy. So I wouldn't be surprised if at all in 2020 if he drops out of the film and they more or less kind of reevaluate what the film is at and start from scratch. Maybe recast Nathan Drake, kind of re-envision what the movie should be. I wouldn't be surprised, yeah. At this point, they've lost enough, so... I, I honestly, though, I think the um, reservations to Tom Holland's announcement of being cast was only met because everyone is like all over Nathan Villian for it. Which, yes, Nathan Villian is the inspiration for the original Nathan Drake in the game. So the problem is, Nathan Villian, you can only get him for one movie at most because he's older. And I get where Sony's coming from of wanting to do somebody for the future. But in all honesty, if I'm a casting agent, Maybe it's just me being shallow-minded right now, but I only can think of one actor for Nathan Drake, and that's Oscar Isaac. Yep. Because... I would trust that man with my life. Because, in all honesty, when I first saw those first set photos of him in Rise of Skywalker, I was like, that's Nathan Drake. He's cosplaying as Nathan Drake in Rise of Skywalker. But then his overall attitude in Rise of Skywalker isn't that dissimilar to Nathan Drake. I honestly, and I wish but he's got the look. So many, he's got the cocky so many, attitude. He's got the great one-liners. So many things from Rise of Skywalker that I wish we had gotten more of, like the the Finn and Poe dynamic. I honestly really enjoyed those two together. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish we got. Yeah, that's a whole rabbit hole we can dive down. Yeah, but I think it's gonna. I think the success of Mandalorian, the hype leading up to Kenobi, I wouldn't be surprised if Disney uses this new Disney Plus platform to dive into the more solo stories and do it that way as opposed to doing movies. Hmm. Yeah, I don't think we'll hear a whole lot about Obi-Wan in 2020, but 2021 I think will be a full court blitz of hearing stuff about it. Uh, I got I mean, not one, but two secret villain um, predictions. I think, first of all, 
Uh, in the new James Bond movie, No Time to Die, Rami Malek has already been confirmed to be the villain uh, named Safine. Uh, however, I think that's a smokescreen, a front to conceal his true identity, just like Khan in Into Darkness. I think he's secretly playing the very first ever James Bond villain, Dr. No. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. My only reservation is they literally just did that in the last movie with um, Christoph Waltz as Blofeld. But yeah. I think it'd be kind of cool to bring it full circle that the last Bond villain that Jan- Daniel Craig will ever face is the very first Bond villain. Yeah, I mean, and it would be a good cycle to see if they go somewhere else from this movie or if they end it here. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they just reboot it. Preferably be with Henry Cavill after this. Um, I wouldn't my, be surprised. My other villain prediction is I think the reason that Kong and Godzilla are fighting and ultimately why they have to team up in the film is to square off against Mecha Godzilla. Yes. I think Mecha Godzilla will either be the main villain of Kong versus Godzilla or will be set up or teased for the next film as the main villain. Um, yeah, I would just because Mecha Godzilla is such a big name that I feel like it would be weird for them not to at least mention it in some capacity. And also, King of the Monsters kind of teased that they may be trying to bring back Ghidorah in some capacity, maybe like a mechanized version, which is also a thing. And I mean, Mecha Godzilla made an appearance in Ready Player One in. There's people love that movie, so yes, I just watched it again recently with some of my students. Yeah, it's great. So it wouldn't be that hard for people to be like, "Oh, okay, cool." All right, I got two more. Uh, One is a pretty safe bet, and one is my big prediction for 2020 because we know we got to have those. But Josh, you got any more big predictions? Not really, man. I uh, I'm gonna try this year to. To, to um, see more movies. That was one of the things about last year's. I felt so uninformed because I was just, I couldn't, didn't have time, didn't have money, whatever, to see more movies. So I'm definitely going to try to see more this year. That's always a good goal. Uh, my goal that I've set is on our movie shelf is not to see all of them, but see all the ones that we own that I haven't watched yet. Dang. Okay, then. So there's probably about like 50 to 60 movies on our shelf that we own that either I bought and have not seen or they're Heather's that she has seen but I have not or we both have not seen. I want to at least see all the movies that I own at least once at some point or another yeah. within this year. Um, That's awesome, dude. Uh, I One of my big predictions here will be that Mulan will be um, not only – a huge smash hit. I think it'll be the highest grossing Disney live action remake to date, primarily because of the foreign market. Um, if this is even halfway decent, I think it'll do incredibly well in China as well as domestically. So if you get both the United States and China to be on the same page at the box office, that's a recipe for a really big movie. Um, Cause China makes up a big chunk of the box office. That's why Pacific Rim was able to, have a sequels because it didn't do so well here, but it did really, really well overseas. Uh, or why well, yeah. for some reason, Star Wars never does well over there. So if you read any articles, uh, say Star Wars just bomb, Rise of Skywalker just bombed in China. Don't, don't take that with any form of 
indicator of anything important because Star Wars has never done well in China. Um, but I think Mulan has every chance to break Lion King's record of 1.6 million for a remake. I think this could surpass it. This could even, I think, get close to 2 billion um, just because of that international appeal as well as that childhood nostalgia that I'm sure a lot of us have for Mulan. Um, hey, are you calling uh, Mushu actually still being in it? No, Mushu's totally not in this movie. Nice. I mean, I would agree. So, uh, And now for my last prediction, my big huge one, this will be my Henry Cavill as Man of Steel level prediction, even if it may not be that big, but here's my big out of left field, blindfold, potential bullseye, if I'm right. I think at some point in 2020, Disney will announce for Disney Plus a live-action remake of Treasure... No, not Treasure Planet, although that would be great. A live-action remake of Atlantis. I can see that. I think that is one that... Disney Plus is realizing that they need original content to draw people in. I saw that they... Has a little bit of a dip once Mandalorian ended. Not a huge dip, but enough that they probably took notice. Uh, I think they're going to focus some of their efforts on delivering more original content, but this time good original content, so not Noel. Um, yeah. And they can't just always have their live-action remakes be in theaters. I think they're going to want to have some quality movies just for Disney Plus to entice people to be on the service. And Atlantis is one that people have been clamoring for a live-action remake for a while, along with Treasure Planet. Uh, because both those are great animated features that lend themselves to live-action formats. So I'm mm-hmm. going to say now that I can see them announcing a live-action Atlantis at some point in 2020, probably for Disney+, Plus to try and get people to be on Disney+. Plus. Yeah, I can see that as well. Well, what do you guys think? What are some of your big, bold predictions for 2020 in the world of movies? Do you think it'll be a good year for movies, bad year for movies? Let us know in the comments below. We always like hearing from you guys. And as always, if you like what you hear and you want to hear more, subscribe to us on whatever audio platform you're listening to us on, whether that's iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or YouTube. And if you haven't already, subscribe to us on the main YouTube channel at Uncharted Media. And as always, stay sharp, movie guys and gals.